Welcome to Tim Rove's Talk today. Uh, my name is Peyton, and this is Chris. Uh, we are co-hosts of the Bass Hole Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the Timberwolves and the Lakers game tonight and uh, their past few games and then just some more Timberwolves topics scattered all around. Um, just a quick update for you guys. We're now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so you can hit the link below to download, subscribe, and follow us there. That really helps us out. And that gives you more of a versatile way to listen to our show. And, um, yeah, it's kind of an expansion that is necessary for us to grow and expand to different horizons. Yeah, super, super excited about it. You know, if you guys are going for a, uh, a run, going to work out, taking a drive in the car, um, you don't just have to leave your phone open now to watch us. You can uh, actually just tune in to, um, if you have Apple Music, you have Apple Podcasts. Um, if you have Spotify, you can listen to our podcast there too. So yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I'm, we're both really excited about it. So it's another way to, you know, just get us out there. For sure. And you know what? Um... I don't think I've been this excited for a Timberwolves game all season, to be honest. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen tonight. Coming off a great game against the Raptors. And we always say this after a win. I mean, this is our chance to put in the second winning streak of the season. Yeah. And that's, that's difficult to uh, comprehend how we've only had one win streak all season. And it was a, uh, it was a two game win streak, but yeah, it kind of, Going into last night's or uh, two nights ago, or was it last night? Two, no, two nights ago, two nights ago. Um, game against the Raptors, a lot to like, a lot to uh, a lot to unpack though as well. You know, we we um we played really well in the beginning and uh, got a little bit of a lead, um, and then you know they. As we do in the fourth quarter, we gave up a a fourth quarter lead, but ultimately, you know, we ended up winning the game. Um, it was a little scary there at the end. Not gonna lie, there was. Well, I was, on, I was on edge the whole it game. Is. It What's always up? is. Almost when we get to that point in every single game, it's like, all right, how are we gonna lose this game? What are we gonna do to lose this game? Because there's zero confidence that we're gonna win it. And I was just so surprised that we actually pulled out a game. And it was one of the ugliest wins I've ever seen but it's better than a good looking loss. We, we definitely had a little bit of luck in that win because Pascal Siakam got a literal wide open look on Jared Vanderbilt. And it was a great move. Like um, Nick nurse is the best coach in the NBA. In my opinion, the smartest coach, you know, the, the future mind of, of the game. And he, um, he got Pascal isolated on Jared Vanderbilt right at the top of the key, right? Exactly what he wanted to do. I think there was like, five seconds left in the clock and um they were down by two you know they got the ball in the siakam he does a signature spin move Jared vanderbilt goes flying under the hoop and uh siakam just missed the wide open <laughs> layup i mean what is not... that? there's a meme about uh pascal with the spin move yeah there is what, i don't know what it's called but i've seen that a lot he i feel like he ends every single game with the spin move yeah, he he really does, and he actually um I think he choked a game earlier in the year too. Yep. I saw we like to um we like to since there's so much negative hate on Timberwolves pages like right after the game. What I like to do is I like to go on the Raptors comment section to, or like whatever team we beat because we don't do it we don't beat a lot of teams. Yeah, so I go and see what their fans are saying, and I guess Siakam actually did that in a previous game. I don't know the exact game, but I guess he choked a layup. Well, I mean, just when you have Jared Vanderbilt in front of you i don't think i could ever make a layup or any other player in the nba he's just so uh so scary defensively he's intense. intense he's intense he gets he's very scary he's got the rodman mentality 
Yeah. And uh, you know what? I'm, I was really excited too, because um, obviously McLaughlin got a lot of playing time um, in the absence of D'Lo and he stepped up late game and hit those, uh, hit those two free throws to ice it. So I was, I was really happy to see that from him. But even more importantly, the man, this is a youth medium Jersey that I've had um, <laughs> been a Rubio fan from the jump. Honestly, not been a fan of him this year, but what he did on that game in that game, you love to see it, but his jump shot is just is not pretty. He kind of no. shoots like a WNBA player. I don't know if I'll get um that's a bad thing to say, but he just has a very interesting form. Yeah. Uh Ricky last Ricky against the Raptors. I mean, he went sixteen points, five assists, um, four from eight from downtown. That was that was the key to that was one of the keys to why we won actually, is because he played so well. Obviously, still had a few turnovers. That's fixable, but you know, it was nice to see him finally hit threes like he just usually did the past two seasons. And uh, I think the thing I I know me and my roommate when we were watching the game, we got so hyped because uh, Ricky finally hit one of his pump fake step back threes. <laughs> and, and every time we see him shoot that, we just we it's, sigh because we it's think it's not going move. in. But you know, he hit it. He hit it. So we got to give him credit there. But another thing I want to touch on with that is. Last year he averaged, if I'm not mistaken, 14 and nine, maybe. A little bit less. I, I think it was more. I think he was in the 11, 11.7 or 12-ish range last year. Okay, well, but this isn't that much above his average from last year. So we almost should come to be. This is what we should be expecting out of Rubio. This shouldn't be a huge highlight game out of him. Yeah, and I exactly. I I don't think we should. This isn't too unachievable every single game for Ricky to, you know, score about 15 or 16. It's if, if Ricky comes, you know, obviously he's starting, but when D'Lo is back, if he comes off the bench and gives us, you know, 10 and 10, like we, we win that game. I think if he gives us 10 and 10 off the bench, so it's something to think about. And uh, hopefully his confidence is back. Cause obviously that was a big part of the issue. Um, he even said it in the interview, you know, he just didn't feel right. So that's you good could, that he, uh, he's back on track. Yeah, you could see it with each shot he made. He just got a little bit more confident. And once his shots started falling, then his assists started becoming a lot easier because he he was actually a threat. Usually when Rubio pulls up for a three, they're like, all right, where is this rebound going? But now yeah. they actually have to go out and respect his shot. So now he can find other players that are breaking open because the defense is coming to him. And now this can also open up his driving game. This can open up everything for Rubio. And playing a lot of 2K lately, I've I've really enjoyed playing with Rubio, man. He's a solid 2K player, and I think maybe that'll translate into the to the, the real game tonight. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see because Rubio's uh, – if you guys didn't know, D'Lo's out tonight, so Rubio's going to be getting another start at point guard. But we'll go, we'll go over that in a little For bit. Sure. Another thing I wanted to touch on was um, Jane McDaniels. Uh, best defensive rookie so far, him and Okoro, in my opinion. Um and actually leads all rookies in plus minus right now at five and a half. So all, all I can really say is, is Peyton and I were right. We got a absolute steal at 28 and Jane McDaniel is going to be a great player for years to come. And hopefully our starting four within this year or the next. Yeah. Um, something I touched on with him earlier. Well, okay. So we have a video titled um, why did Jade McDaniels fall to 28th? And this guy, left this did you read that comment that he left yeah it was, it was i um it was it, it is so it's on our it's on a clip um 
yeah. with uh, with Darren Wolfson of why um, Jane McDaniels fell to 28th. And he left a really good response. You guys should check that out. But it was about like him in the Pac-12. Um, he was getting a lot of technicals on him for some reason. And like Doogie was actually talking about this too, is I, I don't, he, there were some fouls that the PAC 12, like investigated that were actually like not technical fouls and they were like targeting him. And then his coach benched him obviously, which was the biggest part of his decline getting benched mid season. I mean, yeah, it's not going to look good if you're a projected, well, he was, I mean, before that season, he was a projected top five pick. So that it's not going to look good, but you know what? Thank you. PAC 12 for calling a bunch of technicals on him. Thank you coach at university of Washington. Don't know your name. Thank you for sitting him. Cause uh, I, th- I think we got an absolutely late first round steal. Well, yeah, it just looks like that coach is an idiot because in college, how are you not using Jaden McDaniels more? He like it's he's, his game has transitioned so easily and he's such an effortless scorer. I don't know how you can't, plug him into your team in the college level and have a little bit of success. I just don't know. And from that comment that Washington's struggling this year with that coach. And I feel like a lot of people want him out. So that just, that all proves in our favor. Like I'm very, we're very, we're very thankful for the, for that coach. And obviously everyone sees uh, Jay McDaniel's defense. That's the big selling point of him right now is his tremendous defense and um, his shot blocking abilities. So it's, it's really cool to see that. But I think the most, underrated part of his game is a shooting stroke from the corner i think mm-hmm. every every single time he gets dished a ball out in the corner i think that thing's going in because that's that's his shot i think I, I would i would be surprised if that's not the shot he's been practicing every single practice like 100 shots i bet ryan tells him to get hopefully ryan tells him to get in the corner and just catch and shoot threes because that's he's so good at those yeah and i touched on this in the wolfson uh in the wolfson episode and i kind of got questioned or shut down I don't really know how to I think he I think he misinterpreted what I was saying but what I what I wanted to say is that we need to develop him as a KD type player more of a guard like shooting forward type player instead of just slotting him in at the four and having him play more of the four position offensively we need to play him at the three so you want to see him on the ball a little bit more yeah, not so more so offensively. I want him to. Yeah, work you want to see a, more sh- more shot creating from him. Yes, because I feel like he has the potential offensively to be even better than what we're seeing right now. I think that he can average. He should be averaging 15 points next year if we if we develop him right. And that's a problem with the Wolves is we're not the best at developing these young players. But if we just kind of look at that KD blueprint and develop him like that offensively, I think that's where we put him in the best position because he's got the defense already. And so if we can work him offensively like that, I think that's where he will succeed the most. Yeah. Yeah. I I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, Another, you know, kind of shining star this year is uh, Jalen Noel. I think he, he solidified himself as the six man as of now Um, every single game that he's played in with substantial minutes. I think there was a outlier of a, maybe a game in the beginning of the season where he only played like two or three minutes, but every single game, I think it's about seven he's averaging double digits scoring right now. So, I mean, like him coming off the bench and hitting, hitting 40% of his threes, um, scoring over 10 on good efficiency. I think it's almost 50% right now. Um, very good free throw shooter. He, he reminds me of a, of a, 
a budget Malik Beasley. Like I, I love having him come in off the bench. It's, it's incredible to see what he's been doing off the bench and his scoring is, you know, it's, it's quintessential to say the least. All right, let's explain lineup. to the, um, to the viewers what that word means. Cause I do not know. It's he's like, it, it is uh it is absolutely necessary that he is scoring. Cause like our bench lineup, legitimately who is going to create a shot in that bench lineup air wancho air wancho can't he can <laughs> he can he can only that's a huge game threes. from wancho tonight by the way huge okay actually guys that um if you guys remember earlier in the season there was a game in which wancho scored 19 points in the first half and it was against the lakers yeah this is his matchup he's got a revenge game against la because of the whole hollywood thing he doesn't see himself he sees himself as more of an actor as, than an NBA player, and he th- he thinks that Hollywood is screwing him over. So every time he plays an LA team, Wancho goes off. Okay, I, I like I, I like that analysis. He was, yeah, I think he tweeted that somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where. And I don't even think we've talked about this yet. But welcome back, Big Cat. Um, it is incredible to have you back. We look like a completely different team out there. Yep. Um, we look like a team that I think is going to win a lot of games even without D'Lo because of of Malik and Ant. But first of all, in Cat's five games, I believe, this season, he's he's 50-40-90 right now. He's shooting over 50% from the the two, over 40% from the three, shooting 44% from the three right now, and over 90% from the free throw line. So that is – your classified as the the best of the best. The elite shooters in the NBA only go 50-40-90. and congrats also for breaking the franchise record for three pointers. Um, you well, know, did you see who he passed up though. One of the best shooters of all time in NBA history, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> you would have thought we had a better three point shooter by now. Yeah, yeah, you you really would have. But you know, it, it is what it is. I'm I'm happy for him because that just goes to show if you're a big man leading your franchise in three point shooting, he, there's no deb- at this point there's no debate that he's the greatest three point shooting big man of all time. There's no debate. Yeah, I would say so. They there's say no one. There's no. There's no big man that's ever touched forty-four percent from the three-point line. No, it's it's unheard of. And obviously, you have Jokic and Embiid, but I don't even think they come close to Cat's efficiency from the three-point line. No, not at all. And what was I going to say about Cat? But yeah, so in regards to Cat coming back, um, I was talking. I was listening to Dane Moore's podcast. Great podcast. Um, check it out if you haven't. Probably the most superior uh, Tim Rolfe's podcast that there is besides ours. Um, <laughs> but what he was saying about this is that it all makes a lot more sense now that our team is made for cat. And what, what we've been, we've also been saying this is what our team is missing is that big man who can stretch the court because our team is built around that. And now that we have cat back, it just makes so much more sense. Everything that we've been doing, all these, all the players we've acquired, all these plays we're running, now it all makes sense because the reason why we did it is he's finally back. And it just speaks volumes to, you know, the difference between a, you know, I'd say I'd say Cat's a for sure top 20 player in the NBA, possibly mm-hmm. top 15 when he's healthy. It, it shows the difference between a superstar player and a no disrespect to D'Angelo Russell at all, but cat can lead a team to victory i don't think just d'angelo russell can do that so that that's the big difference between 
those two players is is it just goes to show how much we miss cat is that even D'Lo couldn't lead this team to wins and cat's already got one so let me count can i counter counter argue that because i'm a because we got we got in this argument me and darren did on the last episode is D'Lo a superstar i i'm i'm on the no D'Lo's right, let me not, not a superstar right now and i but will and i will agree with you there i don't think he is a superstar right now and i would say that because I don't think he's a superstar with the way this Timberwolves team is built. It's not built for him to succeed. And then I, that's why I think it's so hard for him as a player to lead this team because it's not built for a player like him. It's built for a player like Cat. So if you were to put him on a team that's built for a scoring point guard, a shot creating point guard, I feel like then that is when he could reach his biggest potential, which I do think he has superstar potential but I think that's very hard for him to reach on a team that's not built for a player like him. And I'll say this, I'll say this Timberwolves team, even though the, the record doesn't show it is they're a very, they have their players in their starting lineup are high volume offensive players. And what I mean is, is four guys in that lineup are, or are going to be 20 point per game scorers at some point in their career. So you take that and say, Oh, D'Lo scored 28 points per game with the nets. Right. Yeah, but who is the other scorer on the Nets? Who who is their other twenty point per game score? Was it Joe Harris? No one. Oh. No one was another twenty point per game scorer. So what I'm saying is, is you see like Portland, Portland, Portland's offense is CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. There's a reason why Damian averages thirty, and there's a reason CJ averages about twenty four. But with the Timberwolves, you have Cat who needs to get his. He get last year's 26 points per game, which is probably what it's going to be around at the end of the year this year. You have Malik, who's averaging 20 points per game right now. So already, that's 45 points. You have Anthony Edwards, who 100% is a 20-point-per-game scorer now. I think so. Like, I, I believe the past five games, he's been putting up 20 points. So I think he's at least a 20-point-per-game scorer. There's 65. And now you have D'Lo, who is like, oh, shoot, how am I going to get my buckets now? He's he's about a 20-point-per-game score at the moment. So there's 85 points. It's not – a it, it happens, but the, the starting lineup of four players does not usually put together 85 points together. It's usually one or two of those players that is going to go off to get 25, 30. Like, we'll say one night Cat's going to get about 30. Um, yep. Malik will get 25. And then you have D'Lo who's going to get – 18 and ant who's going to get about 15 to 18. That's just how it works. And it can flip flop. It can be interchanged those two, but there's a reason why it's tough for D'Angelo Russell to get into that superstar form. It's just because it's not possible right now to achieve 27 points per game for him. If that made, set, if that made sense, we can settle that he is a player with superstar potential, but right now he's not in the right environment to get to that superstar caliber. But you could argue as well with that point that on the Warriors with Curry and Clay out, I mean, he was the main scorer on that team and he averaged 23.8 and he looked bad. So, so I don't know. Can, can he, because it was looking like after that playoff run with Brooklyn, yeah, he, he could be that guy who could maybe average 30 one day, but yeah, who knows? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe he, him and cat will be a tandem averaging, upper 20s eventually we just don't know we, we just, just don't know we haven't seen them play enough we, we and is that something we touch on every episode is we want to see them play more and it seems like every freaking time that cat comes back delo's out when delo yeah. comes back cat's out 
Yeah. And now with D'Lo suffering from left leg soreness. According to Ryan Saunders, left leg soreness because of um, high volume minutes. And Peyton and I were curious, and someone actually did the math for us. He does average only 29, point, or 29 minutes per game. So if you count in the 20s, high volume minutes. That... We felt like, I feel like I've been complaining all year that he hasn't been playing enough. It, 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 it he hasn't been playing enough and maybe that's because he's injury prone i don't i don't know but i feel like also like if to be a superstar you need to be able to play those 30, 30 37 minute games yeah, yeah you have you, to there's a reason there's a reason why curry and kd and harden average so many points it's because they play a lot of minutes they play curry right now is averaging like 37 38 minutes yeah and so i don't i don't know if this I feel like Saunders was just kind of caught way off guard by that question. I feel like he was just planning on going in, answering easy questions, and then Dane just hit him with the curveball. It was Dane yeah. who asked him that. And he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's got this super deep voice, and he just um, – he didn't really know what to say. So he's just like, yeah, it's his whole left leg. It's his knee. It's his ankle. And they're saying that's from over, overcompensation from his um, – High-volume minutes. And for no, from his quad contusion in the right leg. On a different leg, yeah. So then it made him overuse his left leg. So that's why he's feeling the soreness and they want him to come back. So I guess it, I mean, it's just tough. So he's not even on the road trip, right? Uh, well, we're at home tonight, but yeah, he, he wasn't on that Toronto um, road trip. So I, he was kind of projected to come back tonight, wasn't he? Yeah. Before... I, think, I think everyone thought he was going to come back tonight, but we got the status report actually yesterday. And I was surprised because they already released it yesterday. And it said he was out for this game, like without even, you know, going through today, going through warmups or anything. So I hope it's not an, a brand new injury because that, you know, you, you hate to see it because he wasn't really an injury prone guy throughout his career. And then he comes to, you know, he was at Golden State and had the quad contusion. Now here he's had leg injuries a lot. So that's it's it stinks because, you know, I we we're dying to see them back on the court together. Like it is just it is like so painful as a fan to have traded for like a superstar superstar potential point guard. And then we can't, we don't get to use our toy. Like we've seen five games of them playing together. Yeah. Like it's painful, man. But a bright spot though of D'Lo not playing is we've gotten to see the beauty of the Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns pick and roll. Seriously. um, That is just something that it's like the perfect pair. It is. It really is. And I feel like they're only going to get better at that. Ant-Man just attacks the rim. Cat pops out for the, the three and it it's Ant knows how to use his picks really well, actually. And that's, that's from Georgia. He, he was a big screen and roll guy. And obviously cat cat's got to be one of the best pick and pop bigs in the, in the league. So it's really, really nice when Ant gets a big man on him and when cat gets a point guard on him or a shooting guard and it's, um, even Cat touched on it. Cat told Ryan Saunders there was a um, I don't know who asked the question in the, in the press conference, but he said he said he said Ryan, we have to give Anthony Edwards the ball more. Like we have to let him operate this offense more. I believe in him that he's going to be something special one day. And a, as Anthony Edwards, you have Carl Anthony Towns telling coach you need the ball more. I mean that's got to just confidence has to be through the roof after well, that. The dude's confidence is already out of the roof. <laughs> he's the most confident person i've ever seen 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a good thing. Oh, it is. He's a he's a goon, man. He's so funny. Just he, yeah, he's got to be. He's got to have the best personality out of the rookies. I feel like for sure. I think that um, I think that just watching him in that Raptors game, he just he's grown so much as a player already. Like he already looks like he's in his third year offensively he just looks so polished like going to the rim he, he's just so much more fluent and so much more nba ready he knows yeah. how to get calls now too i think yeah. is, is another big thing he's starting to get those calls um i know he only went one for seven from downtown against the raptors but honestly his three-point shot like lately it's been almost 40 percent in the past like five games i think it was 37 ish so if ant's shooting 37 percent from the three-point line and you obviously know what what type of player he is on the inside he's he's a beast attacking the rim that's scary for a defender for sure and then that and then that opens up the part of his game that for some reason he is his favorite part of the game which is the (laughs) mid-range that will open up more once he finally gets he's hitting them though he's hitting them lately he is and the thing about that when when you hear a guy going one for seven everyone's always like oh shit like that's not good but when i hear that number and i hear anthony edwards that makes me happy because that shows that shooting man he's shooting and we want a player like that shoot when a kogi is going one for seven or something like that that's not a good thing because he's not a shooter but when your shooters are missing but they're still shooting that's a good thing because that means that a few misses here and there that's not going to alter his confidence even as a rookie that's a very good thing to see yeah, and so I was I was really 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 impressed with Anthony Edwards last game actually. A lot, a lot of, of cr- a lot of crunch time minutes, a lot of big shots he hit. Um Malik Beasley, we we don't we don't need to keep talking about Malik Beasley just cuz of how good he is. Like he he Always. is he's he so is consistent. Mr. Cons- Mr. consistent. I like he's got to be one of the best three-point shooters in the league now. He's he he's got to be one of the best catch and shoot like Clay. He's got to be one of the best catch and shoot three-point shooters I've ever seen. Yeah. And um, he tweeted, he said, I want to be in that three-point contest. I don't and know he should be. Yeah. I don't know why Timberwolves players are just being so overlooked in these in these all-star events, but I, he there, he should be a no-brainer as um, – As at least a three-point contest. You know, you can argue the all-star game, which – I don't think so. Fa- fan voting is the, um, the dumbest thing in the world because somehow Caruso and Clay Thompson have more votes than – Malik Beasley, which you know, obviously, Caruso's trash, and Clay Thompson got injured. So why? Like, it doesn't make any it's, sense. It, yeah, it's funny in quotations, but like, I bet Taco robbing players more votes than Malik Beasley. I don't know if that's. I would just that's a hunch because last year Taco Fall was in the running, pretty close up to the All Star game. Yeah, it's it's like, I it, you know what you can't you can't worry about that too much. We you just got to worry about wins as a player. But in my opinion, I think Malik for sure for sure should be in the three-point contest. Um, and I think Andy Edwards has shown he should be in the dunk contest for sure. Oh, I could see that. But, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I was astounded that they uh, they beat that really hot Raptors, by the way. Like, that Raptors team was winning a lot of games. They started off the season terrible, but then them and the Jazz just went on crazy win streaks. And we I beat think them the Raptors both. was like seven games. Yeah, we beat both those teams, so – it's a really good sign with cat back. But, I, just, um, well, I want ahead. to touch on one more thing. I mean, we're talking about this balanced scoring, and I think that we're in the early stages of seeing something really special because when you have a team that is so balanced offensively, 
and you have so many different options that can score, it's going to take, it's going to take a few, a lot of games for them to build that chemistry and figure it out that, you know what, I might not be scoring 25 every game. I'm used to that, but I might have to tone it down a little bit because we have so many other options offensively. And also you see the bench getting a ton of minutes in the beginning of the season. That's only getting a stronger bench. Our bench was number one in the NBA at, at one point. I don't know if we still are, but you're building the nucleus of such a strong core that this could be, I, I know I'm very biased, but this could be a very special team. And you see that with games against the Raptors, you see us beating these quality teams and maybe, maybe not by this year, but for sure by next year, I think that this could be a very special team. And that's just something yeah. I just want to point out. I, his, I think historically they could be one of the best offensive, you know, Timberwolves teams we had in a while. Um, it's just whether or not they choose to buy in on the defensive end is whether or not they could be a, you know, a championship pedigree team is if, you know, if they start playing team defense, you don't have to be the best defenders, but if you play good team defense then you can stop good teams. So it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm really excited now that we're a little bit healthier again. And I, I, I don't think any Timberwolves fan should have given up on the season or I, I think we should all be aiming for the eight to 10 seed range to try to get into to a, a playing game. I, so let's clarify. I think that's the goal. This season, you think that we still have a chance to make it to the 10 or the eight seed. I really let's, do. I let's think, go on, I think let's go more in depth on that. Why? I think a, a win streak. So right now we're five and a half games back of the 10 seed, which I, it seems incredible. Right. Um, right. Cause but, we're last in the West right now. Yeah. And I guys, I think we can bust off a seven with a healthy D a healthy cat Malik and Ant still doing their thing. I, I don't see any reason why there's not, why we can't bust off a five game win streak there, a three game win streak here, a, two game here i don't know i i really do think we can i think we're better than the teams above us i really do i think we can at least get to the 10th seed so i think that's the goal i think it really is to make the playing game especially with so what some fans are just not understanding here is that even if we get last place in the nba we have a less than 50 percent chance of getting our pick and any betting person would never bet on something that you have a less than 50% chance to get, especially when, why wouldn't you just try to win? Why wouldn't you try to build your team up in your morale? Because most likely you're not going to get that first round pick and that's okay. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, even, so the, the last three teams, right. They have a 14% chance to get the first overall pick. So it's, it's not, it's not great odds here. And you see the Knicks, the, the Knicks, Guys, when's the last time you've seen them do anything in the lottery? They always get screwed, and they're always one of the worst teams in the league. Shout out to the Knicks, though, this year. I really do like their team. For but sure, but we have to get an example. But we have to get a top three pick to keep our pick. Otherwise, it yeah. goes to the Warriors. Yeah. So it's so, just not even like well, you, it's, even I, make... I hate I hate tanking as in general as it is. You should you should cheer for your team to win. Like, yeah you should cheer for your team to try to do good, try to make the playoffs. You should not be cheering for your team to lose. It's not, it's not the NFL. I get, I get it. If your team's like, if you're a Jets or a Jaguars fan, your team's two and 13 and you're just ready for the year to end and try to get that number one overall pick. I get that. I get that. But this is the NBA. Like you're, this is really like, we were very lucky to get the number one overall pick this year. Yeah. It's tanking is just in the NBA. Tanking does not make sense because you've seen teams like the Knicks do it. 
or uh, like supposedly the Knicks have were tanking last year. And what what pick did they get? The eighth? No, Seventh? it was they got Sixth? they had they got RJ Barrett, so it had to have no been... last year they got um oh yeah yeah no yeah the, well this year they got this okay rude it was six six seven yeah. Or eight yeah eight. they were tanking yeah. for Zion and they got the third pick I think yeah. So like tanking in the NBA just doesn't make sense. Just win the games. And then that's why they put in the lottery to take away from the tanking aspect of the game. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think we can look ahead to the Lakers game now. Um, so the spread at the moment is six and a half in favor of the Lakers. Um, if I was a betting man, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't think the Lakers beat us by seven points tonight. If they beat us, I don't know about you, Peyton. Yeah, I think so. Do you do sports betting? Uh, no, no, no. I I don't really I don't really get into it too much. I have before, but it's not what longer. um what platform do you use for that? This is not sponsored, by the way. I I use DraftKings the the one the one or the couple times I bet on a I bet on a Timberwolves game before I've bet on um I bet on an XFL game. Because um, I feel like when I tried to do DraftKings one time, it wouldn't let me do it because what state I'm in is that. Cause isn't it only legal in some states? I want to. It's it's legal in Wisconsin, so it, it. I don't know what happened there, cause I was I was trying to do like a fantasy football thing, and it wouldn't huh. let me. But yeah, it's so I don't know, guys. So what that basically means is is the Lakers are a six and a half point favorites. So in order for them to beat beat it, they have to beat us by seven. So if you're if you're gonna bet on the Lakers, you have to you know they got to win by at least seven. And if you're betting on the Wolves, you have to lose by less than seven so i mean i my opinion i i think we lose by less than seven i think we should i think, I we, think we should start betting on all the timberwolves games i really think we should and then maybe bring that into part of the podcast because people that. love people love sports betting my guy yeah, maybe, uh, hey, hey maybe i'll put some money on the wolves tonight I, i'm going to i'm gonna i'll post about it on instagram but my guy ryan rubin um great friend of the show we call him uh ryan rubio actually because he plays the game just like ricky rubio mm-hmm. um I, he yeah he was asking me if I should bet the over and under and I over under and I think it was two twenty six was the over under so I was, I said go over I feel like there's not going to be much defense no played not, not not in this game so I I don't know, I feel like they're will go over that I mean what do you got both teams got to average about one fifteen I mean one thirteen one third yeah I mean you. I don't know. So this, this is what I think is going to happen tonight. Obviously guys, AD's out. Um, this is just besides the sports betting too. I AD's out. We're, we're without D'Lo and Culver, but AD is a bigger hit to the team than D'Lo is to our team. That team is teams, a good defensive team. Um, but without your defensive player of the year candidate without ESPN ranked with the second best player in the NBA, um, who was number one, LeBron. So <laughs> I would, I think, some would argue that Anthony Davis could be more, could be a bigger hit than LeBron being out. Some people, I don't, I wouldn't say that, but I feel like that could be an argument. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say. I mean, LeBron's just such a good playmaker; he does everything. But you're losing, you're losing your second best scorer on the. Well, you're losing maybe your best scorer on the team. You're losing your best rebounder on the team, and you're losing your best defensive player on the team. So. LeBron is really still really good at three point shooting this year for some reason. I don't know why he's historically good at it for himself, but LeBron needs help. And um, Trez and Schroeder are good, but I, I, I think we're a more talented lineup without AD. I do. 
I really do think so. And I think that if you're comparing Anthony Davis and D'Lo being out, I think that, I don't know, I feel like Rubio playing instead of D'Lo is is not that much of a difference. Like having Rubio It, it could be corner, better in some aspects, honestly. In some aspects, you know, for sure. So I feel like three, we're, not, yeah. we're not really losing much at this point by having D'Lo out and having Rubio in instead. But I feel like with the Lakers, it's so hard to replace a guy like AD that I think they're going to have a lot more trouble than we and we're not saying like guys like um, LeBron, LeBron, Montres, Harrell, um, Schroeder, Gasol is still a really good lineup. You got Kuzma too, who killed us last game. Like that's still a really say. good lineup. It's going to be a tough game, but losing AD, I mean, you got to think we have a lot better of a shot, you know, for sure. Yeah. Like other with AD, that's a very tough game for the wolves to win. But without AD and coming off a win and Rubio coming strong and with Cat back, I have so much confidence in the Timberwolves tonight. I've, I've I, honestly, do too. I, don't, I don't think I've had more confidence in them in a long time. And I think that – I think that some – I just feel like some weird player is going to emerge from the Lakers. I feel like Caruso, if he's playing, is going to have a good game or something like Kuzma is going to go off again. But I think if we can – if we can withstand – if we can power through that – and close out a game for once. Jeez. If we can close out a game, I think that this is our, our game to win or at least lose by less than seven. I'd yeah. Say. I, I mean, I'm, I, my prediction tonight is a, uh, is a Wolves win. So I don't see them not winning. And if they don't win, I'll be, uh, be very, very saddened because I'll be losing money and it's just, it's just going to hurt as a Wolves fan. But I think, I think that we could go on our second winning streak of the year here. I think so too. I think there's a good opportunity. Um, we beat the Lakers seven straight times at home. So. I just saw, I saw that stat too. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. I mean, obviously only one of those was a uh, LeBron Lakers team. And that was the year uh, that was his first year with just him, but that's kind of what it might be like. It might be like his first year. So seriously. So no matter where you're listening, if you're listening on Apple podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, if you're watching, on YouTube, which I don't know if I'd recommend. I think I'd rather just listen to our voices than look at our faces. But um, <laughs> if you're one of these viewers, thank you for listening. Thank you for making it all the way through. Um, comment, any, anything you'd like to dispute with us, anything you agreed with, um, anything you'd like to say, we love, we always respond to the comments. We love to hear what you guys have to say, but thanks for tuning in. Um, we're, we'll be back on Thursday. We got a special guest coming on. Um, we're not going to disclose that yet, but we got a special guest coming on on Thursday. So Stay tuned for that. Hopefully we'll be excited. So thank you guys. See ya.